Hi, everyone. Welcome to HR Works, brought to you by BLR. I'm your host, Steve Bruce. HR Works provides clear, relevant, actionable information on topics that matter to HR professionals. When you're armed with best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional value to your organization, HR Works. We're all posting job openings, and our postings are competing with hundreds of others to grab the attention of top candidates. How do you fight through to be sure your posting gets in front of the kinds of candidates you seek and then entices them to respond? Today's guest, Elena Valentine, has advice on how to add the wow factor to all your posts. A workplace storyteller, hashtag HR against lame movement builder, and design researcher, Elena spends her days leading the team at SkillScout to bring jobs to life on video. Every workplace has a story to tell about the team, skills, environment, and output. She is passionate about bringing company and candidate stories to life as a way to make meaningful hiring connections. She believes that empathy is the foundation for change and that clear communication and storytelling is key to making that change stick. As CEO, she wears many hats, but really geeks out on new media, for example, virtual reality, point of view videos, and silent storytelling, partnerships, and building Skill Scouts' diverse workforce. By the way, listeners, we're live at BLR's RecruitCon convention in Nashville, where Elena is leading an intensive workshop on how to effectively use photos and videos to create visual job postings. Elena, welcome to HR Works. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. So we've all been posting jobs for years now, and you'd think we'd have that figured out, but you say no. So what's wrong with today's typical job postings? Today's typical job postings don't show what a job is like. It makes it very difficult for a candidate to really understand not just that role, but what it would be like working for that company. And thereby, it's about really pushing HR and companies to think about how they can communicate differently and inspire their kind of next generation of employees. So... You've said that postings have to feature the three A's. That's attributes, anxieties, and aspirations. Can you tell us a little bit about those three? Yes, absolutely. We kind of call them the the triple A's of storytelling. And regardless if this is a written job post or a a visual post, there's kind of three things we want to consider when it comes to what our audience, a.k.a. our candidates, are thinking about. Um, Attributes. Basic who, what, where, when, why. Um... Where am I going to be working? And many job posts already hit off on that already. It's kind of the basics. But then the anxieties and aspirations are some of the key things that most job posts don't address. Um, Anxieties is really asking yourself the question, what are a candidate's concerns? Um, Which really is, is thinking through what would the challenges of this role be in working at this company? Um, So that could be anything from... How long am I standing every day? Um, How long might I be working? Um, How intensive will these projects be? Um, And then aspirations is my favorite part, certainly. It's really asking yourself the question, what do my candidates aspire to be? And what do they aspire to be in my company? 
And so what that um, pillar is getting to is around how are we sharing the growth opportunities and the career trajectories of these candidates to give them a very clear and transparent pathway of what it would be like to grow with our company and with their career. So that's what we call the triple A's. That's very helpful. Um, you're also an advocate for using lots of photos and video in your postings. So how do, how do people use that to enhance a posting? Absolutely. So two key mottos. One is you cannot be what you cannot see, which is why we started Skill Scout in the first place, because seeing is believing. And so often we all lack access and exposure to understanding what these roles are really like. And, you know, if a photo is worth a thousand words, a video is worth, what, 100,000 words in a minute, right? Um, And so this idea that we want to push HR to see video as as part of their creative toolkit to showcase what these roles and company culture uh, would be like. But there's also just some, some fancy science to this and some data already that exists. So we are visual learners, all of us. We retain 65% of what we see and hear versus what we read. Um, Our brain dedicates probably 85% to just processing visuals alone. Um, And it helps, again, to kind of imprint memories of um, be it your company or, or your role in a candidate's mind, but also just based on the data, right? Uh, job posts that have visual ads are um, viewed three times longer. The viewership is increased by about 50%, and it's attracting a higher level quality of candidate because now you have this opportunity to differentiate yourself from your competition because this is a really very strange um, percentage. Only 1% of current job posts have any visuals at all, 1%. Wow. So even just being able to add any kind of visual to your job post differentiates you from the 99%. The other really interesting tidbit is thinking that 13% of our companies are showcasing employee testimonials of any kind, which means just by being able to showcase authentic employee stories, again, whether that's a photo, video, or not, is really helping you stand out from the competition and and help really address some of these candidates' anxieties and aspirations. Well, that's great. You um, listed earlier some of the common problems with typical postings. What what mistakes do you most commonly see employers making? They're basically taking a document that was a kind of a legalese document um, and assuming that that can be appropriate for a job ad. And those are two very, very different things. Um, I understand absolutely the role of what an internal job description is about, right? We have to organize, we have to structure what that looks like. Um, But how we are effectively able to inspire candidates, it, it typically falls really flat. So a lot of what we see is most job postings are written in a very unhuman way, right? Humans are hiring humans, but we're certainly not communicating them with them in that way. Um, it becomes something that's way too long, or we see 18 different bullet points of everything that they would be doing and, and packing everything into one job description. No wonder they can't find the right talent, right? We have the purple squirrel issue here, um, which is kind of the mascot of a RecruitCon. Um, so, so interestingly, I feel I am not hating on the written word. There are many, many companies 
who can use the written word to create some of the most fantastic job postings. Um, but what I am critiquing is what the typical approaches have been to how we do them. All right. So um, you've got a list of uh, cliched terms that you think posters should avoid. That's like rock star or ninja or team player, self-motivated, fast-paced. So if, if you avoid all of those, then, then what do you say you're looking for? So I think when I've meant around some of these cliche terms, one of them is, you know, you want to be able to create a job description and a job title that people are actually searching for. So when you're creating a job title of, I want a social ninja, who is looking up a social ninja? Nobody, right? Call it something that people are actually using. So that was kind of part of what I was saying about the rock star ninja. Um, but then let's, let's look at all of the words that are just completely played out. All right, yes, everyone wants a team player. Everyone wants, you know, someone who's self-motivated or fast-paced. Um, and I think what I want, what I want to encourage HR to think about is how does that actually manifest itself? Don't tell me you want a team player. Tell me what does that look like at your company? And either that's something that you write in a very short phrase, or is it something that you visually show? So it's getting to kind of really think about what is the physical manifestation of what that looks like in your company. Don't just give me a word that everyone else is using because it's really cute and really easy to put on. Great. So you've characterized job postings uh, as bait. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah. Trying to catch the right fish. You need good bait. And good storytelling and a good video is a great way to lure the right candidates to you. So that's, that's a lot of what, you know, how we're trying to position you know, these HR leaders is you know, you've got the fish hook. You know how to use it. You just need a good worm. Ah. And so we want to teach them, uh-huh. you know, here's how, to, here's how to really get that good worm. Oh, that's great. So um, video postings... They seem to be one part of a broader concept that you call experiential hiring. Could you elaborate on that concept a little? Yeah. So this comes a little bit from you know why we were inspired to start Skill Scout in the first place. Um, but the idea for us was seeing that we wanted to just transform how companies experience candidates, and candidates could experience companies. And so you know when we started, we saw that there was this this powerful medium of video and storytelling that could be used to enable this kind of experiential connection between two entities that typically have a lot of questions and doubts about the other. Ah, uh-huh. So this is what we see as being a new movement around how we help um, companies become more experiential in you know, how they attract and how they're able to kind of provide um, a more immersive um, way to showcase what they do to candidates. So talking about immersive ways, I'm wondering about uh, going a step further than video postings uh, into virtual reality. Do you see a use for that? Oh, that's the future. That's the future. Immersive storytelling is absolutely the future. Right now it's video but when we think about virtual reality and augmented reality, you know, inevitably it will be that we are providing such a visceral and tangible experience for these, comp- for these candidates 
that outside of them taking a tour of your office, we are getting them just about there, regardless if they are thousands of miles away currently. Um, so, you know, I think that certainly the difference between video and augmented reality, you know, virtual reality is certainly that, you know, video, it's still somewhat of a one way. I mean, it is interactive. You are trying to have a conversation, um, but it's in kind of asynchronous time versus something like augmented reality where you're now actually now able to interact with hmm. that space. Uh, and that's going to be certainly the future. I mean, and we're, we're seeing that already in learning and development. I mean, HR has absolutely embraced this in other parts of their industry in terms of how we're training, um, be it from safety training to, you know, military training. It's really all over. And so it's, you know, bound to seep in into the world of recruiting. And we're certainly, you know, kind of doing some experiments and working with companies who are experimenting with 360 video on that. Oh, good. So we mentioned earlier uh, POV videos, that's point of view videos. Um, could you uh, tell everybody a little bit what, what that's about? Yeah. Again, just a style, another style of a video. And so imagine that this is as if, you know, someone's putting a GoPro on their head and you're able to get from their perspective, you know, you're putting themselves in their shoes um, of what their day is like. So rather than, you know, you kind of stepping out and being this more kind of objective camera, what is it like to actually be an operator or um, be a pilot and you're in the pilot seat? What do they do? Mm. So it, it's a style. Um, uh -huh. And it works for some companies. Some companies it doesn't, but we think it's a super creative way to, again, I think get to that immersive storytelling that we are pushing HR to do. Yeah. Well, I guess everybody should be considering that, at least as they're working on their um, recruiting. So then um, on the flip side of all of this, uh, on the candidate side, do you think video resumes are effective for candidates and helpful to recruiters? I absolutely do, but we certainly have a different spin on it. So currently, we, you know, there's the higher views of the world. I mean, there's several companies that are kind of creating this, you know, interview video candidate experience. Um, but we want HR to take it even a step further. And rather than just showcasing personality and quite frankly, scaling a process that already exists, which is the sit down interview and you asking one question, I'm responding grounded in a work sample. So similar to how companies are showing what the candidate would be doing, well, for a candidate, be like, all right, show me that you can read a blueprint. So ground the video, ground this video resume into actually showing that you can do the work. Um, and the reason why we believe that is um, work samples are the best predictor of job performance, and they significantly reduce hiring bias, right? So the idea that we're really just focused on the tangibility of what this candidate can do um, is certainly quite different than just a Skype interviewing that uh, a recruiter can view asynchronously. A lot of levels and angles to this. Do you have any specific examples that you could share of organizations that have improved their recruiting through better postings? Absolutely. I mean, from the gamut, we've really had the honor of working, you know, in your s small five-person manufacturing job shop looking for a CNC machinist to C-suite. Um, there's a couple of levers that we see companies moving the needle on. One is an increase in quality candidates. Not quantity, quality. So um, this idea that this is a company that doesn't need 
1,000 applicants when they really just need an excellent pool of 20. So that's a lot of where we're seeing folks um, moving the needle. The other one is certainly in an increase in retention. So now that you're giving candidates a more realistic job preview, you're enabling candidates to self-screen in or self-screen out. And that's A-OK, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this idea then that if you are giving candidates more realistic understanding of the role, they're coming in and then um, staying because they didn't, they knew what the expectations were. They knew what they were getting into, the rain, sleet, shine, snow, and have been able to improve on that one. Um, and then the other one is certainly just a reduction in time to hire. So, you know, given now that you have companies that just have this new way to differentiate themselves, you have candidates coming in that are more informed, the conversations that you have are richer and is overall just kind of excelling what that hiring process looks like. Um, certainly there are some, you know, awesome examples of what this looks like. Um, everything from your small manufacturer who kind of struggled to find a quality engineer um, and, you know, really, you know, was able to hire from two. And I think the feedback they got was this was the best candidate experience we've ever had. So it could work on a small level. Um, And then certainly an example that I shared in our workshop today was with American Airlines, who I very much credit for, you know, putting themselves out there to say, We're not here to say that this role is sunshine and rainbows. We want to really address the question of why people quit. And in their realistic job preview, we were out in the rain and showing that this is not just a very labor-intensive job. You are out in the rain, in the sun, in the sleet, in the snow, and airports never close down. And we want to show exactly what that looks like. And since they've been able to really promote that, um, you know, they've really seen... You know, from a from a qualitative level, some of the conversations that they can now have with candidates who are saying, "Yep, I know, ex- I'm on board. I know what this is going to be. I'm okay." So certainly, seeing them um, moving the needle on kind of retention and the kind of uh, talent that they're getting. Now, nobody's going to argue with that. So let me switch gears here just a little bit. Um, earlier, we mentioned hashtag HR against lame. Could you tell us what that is? Yeah. So. This kind of, you know, came out of a very lighthearted presentation that I was giving to HR leaders, and um, I created a monster called Lame, who was the the job post monster who had an armory of bullet points and legalese that would scare the pants off of any lawyer, and that it was our role as 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 brave HR warriors to fight against Lame. Uh, right, and to do what uh, we could, be it through visuals or creativity, to beat lame down. Uh, and so, you know, I think the metaphor for all of this, and, and certainly the approach that I've always had to presenting, is we need to laugh at ourselves a little bit. Um, you know, HR is known to be a very serious field, and rightfully so, right? We're dealing with a lot of really tough stuff. Um, but we have to find ways to be lighthearted about it um, because it breaks down people's defenses when you can do that to have actual meaningful conversations around what we could change. So in a very highly regulated industry, um, let's make fun of it a little bit. Um, and in doing so, seeing what we can actually do to innovate as best we can, even if it's in baby steps. Well, thanks for that. I'm, I'm glad I asked about hashtag HR against lame. So... Um, To sum this all up, any final recommendations for companies that want to improve their postings and achieve better recruiting and retention? Yeah. 
what I want HR to keep in mind is visual job postings don't have to be intensive and they don't have to be expensive. This is something that with the camera in your pocket, you can start taking photos and videos right away. It doesn't have to be some highly produced video with a full-scale media crew and cost thousands of thousands of dollars. So this is something that recruiters can absolutely start tomorrow using the existing tools that they have. I understand you actually took the people in your presentation today out and uh, did some of the shooting. Oh, it was the best. It was amazing. So uh, here at the Hilton, we worked very closely with them. Um, Carl Van Houston, who's their assistant director of rooms, he came in as the guinea pig to, to really show what this process was about. So they all got to see me interviewing Carlvin and, and what that process was like. And then we split up into teams. Uh, one team stayed inside the hotel to follow Carlton, Carlvin around and what he does. And then the other side of the team went outside, um, kind of into the city of Nashville to um, take photos and videos of the exterior of the hotel um, and around some of the sites. Oh, yeah, so great fun, but also a great product coming out of it. Yeah. Well, Lena, thanks so much for coming today and uh, providing all these insights. No, fantastic. Appreciate it. No, this was fun. So, listeners, please let me know what HR work should cover next. Bruce at blr.com. Thanks for listening. Live from RecruitCon in Nashville, this is Steve Bruce for HR Works. <laughs>